0: Hi there, friends, and welcome to Hack Your Brain Through Meditation. My name is Josh Bershynski. I'll be your host for today. If you've never listened to a show before, I want you to know that I have a Ph.D., ABD, in neuroscience, psychology, and philosophy. I have a system of meditation I've developed over 30 years. I have a TEDx talk about the future of Google search and ethics. And so I am a serious thinker about these topics. And I would like to share with you the secrets I have learned, uh, both through uh, the brand new neuroscience and uh, ancient Eastern techniques as well that uh, have stood the test of time, and how to gain enlightenment, how to hack your brain through meditation, how to uh, optimize your soul, optimize your physicality, optimize your emotionality, optimize your intellectuality. Uh, if those are the kinds of things you're interested in learning how to do, then it's not hard to do. It just takes practice and discipline and dedication. Uh, it doesn't take long either. Uh, we can get you uh, hacking your brain and optimized in a very short amount of time if you know how to do it correctly. So uh, that's what the show is about. Uh, and uh, I'd like to actually today answer a whole bunch of uh, misconceptions and uh, questions about meditation. Uh, and uh, I hope this will help enlighten. And if you want more of a minute, uh, meditation lesson, go back and look at uh, my my stream on Buzzsprout or on whatever uh, podcast app you're on. You should be able to go back and see in my previous episodes where I talk. I give more of a guided meditation lesson. I have tons of those up online already. So here's some questions in case some people have some questions about how it works. So the first question is, will meditation make me too relaxed or spaced out to succeed at work or school? Um the answer is no. <laughs> the short answer is no. Um uh, meditation is entering into a trance state. Uh, we sit usually with our eyes closed, but we don't have to close our eyes. And it has to do with those uh uh um uh it has to do with the brain wave patterns of our brain. Uh that's a very good way of explaining it. We live in uh it goes beta alpha theta delta We live in beta. Beta is the highest state of the most activity. That's the most self-conscious, where the whole, the neocortex and all the brain is working in uh, the midbrain, the lower brain, all working in harmony to process as much information as possible. And it's a common misconception that we only use 10% of our brain. That is, uh, that was kind of a, uh, never really what that experiment ever showed or proved. It's kind of taken out of context. Uh, We use a lot of our brain. Uh, a lot of the time, Uh, and uh, it's uh, the most impressive device, (laughs) not really device, but it's the most impressive uh, construct, the most impressive structure in the universe, and it uh, it mimics in many ways the structure of the universe. It has uh, billions upon billions upon billions of interactions, uh, and that allows us uh, to represent everything, reality, uh, thought, emotionality. And it's highly plastic, and we can reprogram it. And this is what this show is all about. So no, um, you will not be too relaxed or spaced out to succeed at work or school. In fact, it will focus you. It will give your brain a chance when you drop down from beta state to alpha state, which they say just closing your eyes can do. And a little bit of quietness, and just a little bit of poise, a little bit of, of concentration, of equipoise for a moment. The brain... It doesn't need to process visual data anymore and that's what a large chunk of our brain is made to do is process visual data uh, with the visual cortex and a number of other parts of the brain, the visual cortex in the back of the brain. And so you're, you're shutting down a lot of the computer. You, you know, you're going to the task manager and you're shutting down a lot of programs already just by closing your eyes and not giving the brain any visual data to process. And so this will already help you become a little bit more mindful, become a little bit more composed. Uh, assuming you're doing this in a safe place where you can close your eyes and not feel nervous. (sighs) The next step is breathing. By breathing more slowly, uh, you're doing a a whole bunch of different things. Uh, You're oxygenating the brain. You're giving it more fuel, what it needs. Uh, You are, uh, uh, for high high processing, Uh, you are uh, signaling a lot of your body to calm down, including the brain, So that will make you more focused. Uh, It can help open up the access to the subconscious, to the right side of the brain. Uh, Generally speaking, I mean, again, the brain is so uh, uh, homogenous that this, this myth that there's the left side of the brain and the right side of the brain, I mean, there is, it's not a myth, there is a left side of the brain, physically speaking, and there is a right side of the brain, physically speaking. But it's a myth that one side does everything like this and the other side does everything like that. It is much more interspersed. Uh, processing goes back and forth through the brain all the place. But generally speaking, to speak in general, the left side of the brain is more the logical side, the speaking side. Uh, the right side of the brain is more the creative side, the uh, the visual, uh, the imaginative side. So when you again, when you when you start to get down from beta state into alpha state and the top of theta. This is where hypnosis happens, this is where meditative trances happen, this is where a lot of drugs put you, and this is kind of where meditation does its work and it can have the most profound effect on hacking your brain. And so learning how to get into that state is the doorway into doing heavy work, into doing real brain hacking, but it's also just the doorway of how to learn how to relax and how to focus. There's relaxing and being non-focused, that is going to sleep. And then you start hallucinating and then you go to sleep. And there's relaxing and focusing. And you can focus on your task. You could do a sports. Uh, Heroes have learned to do this. Uh, You know, you get in the zone, you become zen. That is another state entirely. It's, It's relaxation with focus as opposed to relaxation with unfocus. And you just start hallucinating and you go to sleep. So that's very exciting, and I hope that those of you listening are excited about this because that means you want to hack your brain. If if you listen to that, you're like, I don't care. You're probably not the right person to listen to this podcast because <laughs> this is all about making yourself better, making life better, making yourself better. Uh, whether or not you actually have a diagnosed problem, uh, like I have anxiety and disorder, which I've completely controlled now through meditation and hypnosis. Um, And now I'm starting to work on the underlying subconscious reasons for these anxieties and and rage and guilt and all those negative emotions that you do not need to feel and are completely useless. When you become enlightened, you realize the the negative emotions are completely useless. You don't need guilt and fear anymore. I don't need the ad hoc evolutionary emotions of guilt and fear to stop me doing things when my mind and my brain are fully optimized and they, they only seek the good. I only seek to do good things, generally, truly speaking. Why? Because that would be good. Why? Because that's what that, that would be positive. That would be valuable. Anything less than that would be suboptimal. It would be sub-good. I don't want sub-good. <laughs> I want the good. I don't need guilt and fear anymore, right? That's how animals stop doing things that ostensibly might be bad. Who knows? They don't make judgments. There's no good or bad for them. They just do, right? Human beings can become enlightened. This is the height of the optimality of hacking your brain. That's where it will go, if you're curious where it goes. Uh, you become a, a homo superior. Uh, not in the moral sense. You can't just walk around hurting people, obviously. That goes against the good. That's not That's not what I'm talking about. The homo superior knows to be superior, you must be good with a capital G. But this is how we uh, optimize ourselves. This is how we live a, a life of fraught uh, uh, without not fraught, without any uh, of those negativity or negative emotions or negativity. Um, the, the closest analog I can find is like Kane in The Legend of Kung Fu or or like 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 the Jedi in, in uh, like Mace Windu in, mm-hmm. in some of the prequels. uh. uh uh, he was a little arrogant, May Wendu in in the movies. As you recall, he underestimated uh, his enemy uh, Darth Sidious and was killed in the end. En- uh, and Anakin Skywalker and was murdered in the end. For those of you I can uh, know the Star Wars canon and I can mention that movie, which not a, a lot of people like like the prequels. But I rewatched them recently in the light of seeing the the, the three endquels, <laughs> and uh, you know they're not that bad. Jar Jar Binks aside, but. That's, you know, when people are like, what will I be like? Well, you're going to be kind of like that, except you're going to be happier. You're not going to be so serious all the time. Uh, enlightened uh, means you're being joyous. You can, you can, as Rousseau said, you can uh, 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 appreciate the sweet sentiment of existence. Okay, so I better start getting through these questions. or I'm not going to get through any of them. Um, how can I find the time to meditate in my busy schedule? Uh, As the Dalai Lama says, if you're too busy to meditate for 20 minutes, then you better meditate for 40. Uh, That's just the way that it is. Uh, If your schedule is too busy, you need to quit some things. That's just the way that it is. Uh, You know, you can meditate for 10 minutes before bed and then go to sleep. 20 minutes before bed. You have 20 minutes in your day somewhere to sit, to lie down, whatever position is comfortable. You don't have to sit with your legs crossed. There is nothing special or magical about sitting with your legs crossed for meditation other than the back is straight and then that allows you to, to get the full, uh, uh, it increases your blood oxygen, oxygen, excuse me. I get so excited about these concepts, I trip over my words. That, that in, in increases your blood oxygenization because your back is straight and your lungs are open to draw air across all of the uh, surface layer of the lungs. And that, that's how you maximize blood oxygenization. And that will be a slight improvement and enhancement in your meditative capabilities. But it's you can curl into a ball and meditate that way if you want. It has everything to do about the discipline and the practice of learning how to close your eyes. Slow down the processing of your mind. And then here's the key, and this is an ancient Buddhist key, uh, but many other cultures have discovered it. You need to find your center. I can find my center in the space of five seconds. I can go into a hypnotic state in about five seconds with practice. I can go into that meditative trance state in about five or six seconds. And I can deepen it another five or six seconds. So. It has to do about finding your center, and that has to do about other techniques that I've taught, uh, called spin the clouds, or it's like called it also tear the clouds if the clouds aren't any good. Uh, and um, techniques like this uh, is how you find your center. You you're, you fall back into find your center of your of your being. And what, what do you mean by that? I mean internally, just try to feel around. Imagine yourself feeling around as a as a like a fog. You're feeling for the center of where that fog is. You're going, you're going deeper, 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 like you're zooming in, 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 in to that center, and you're falling back into it. Another way to imagine it is imagine stretching out with your hands or your soul or or your proboscis, whatever your imaginary, uh, touchingness to touch all the walls and come back to yourself, and that's another way of finding your center. I find the falling back into your center, I can get into meditation like that. So that's what you really need to do with meditation. That is the key to start manipulating the right side of the brain, your subconscious, to use, use different portions of your brain against each other. That is the key to accessing the limbic system, which uh, might not be operating properly. and might be attached to certain beliefs which are, uh, which have a logic of their own, which are not good, which are not helping you. The kind of things you would find if you went to therapy and you did uh, cognitive behavioral therapy or talk therapy and you talked and talked and talked and talked about your childhood and what bothered you, what happened. And... That's not a bad thing. Trust me. You kind of have to know yourself and know how you got hurt and know where, which crazy, strange things you subconsciously believe that uh, are irking you or, or that you need to hack, that you need to tweak. These are the very programs that you need to hack and tweak and reconfigure. Some delete entirely because they're totally useless and hurtful. But in talk therapy, the reason why you heard that tone in my voice is because talk therapy, you just talk about it and the therapist says, well, don't feel that way anymore. And you're like, well, I don't want to but <laughs> that that didn't help me. Thank you. I spent hundreds of thousands, I spent thousands of dollars talking to you and that, okay, that that's it. I, I, uh, I'm being a little critical of talk therapists. Of course, some of them have a, a little bit more uh, useful suggestions some of the times, but uh, and sometimes it's just nice to have uh, shoulder to cry on, so to speak. But quite frankly, <clears throat> uh, meditation with hypnosis is much, much, much more effective. Highly, highly, highly effective. Uh, if you're using the neuroscientifically proven techniques. So uh, of gratitude uh, and things of this uh, nature. So uh so that getting into that center finding your center is uh spinning the clouds finding your center those kind of techniques where you feel something as you meditate and i get a bit of a headache and i hear like a like a rushing wind sound in my ears when i find my center and i really go deep and i fall back into a meditative trance where meditation happens and where hypnosis can happen as well that's where you can get access to all the, the sundry bits of your subconscious that you need to configure to hack your brain and make things better. And so if you want to make things better, that's what you need to do. Otherwise, you just ignore it and you drink it away with alcohol like we like everyone else does. You, you drug it away with drugs. You ignore it. You pretend it doesn't exist. That is, of course, a much worse way to exist uh, and not what I recommend you do. You cannot find enlightenment that way. That's not enlightened. That's that's coping, right? Everybody in life goes through and is, is coping. Uh, that's not what you want to do. You want to, if you're listening to this podcast, you have the bravery, you have the courage, you have prior, possibly the desperation. You have the need and uh, maybe even the, the sagacity to realize you want to enhance, you want to optimize uh, wherever you are. No matter how good or bad you feel on a daily basis. You want to enhance. You want to optimize. You want to enlighten. And This is the path to doing so. Uh, whatever anyone else says, regardless. I know the path. I've done it. I know how you can do it. It is a fact. That is a fact. And so hopefully by following this podcast, you can do that. So how can I find the time to meditate my busy schedule? You do. You just do. You find 20 minutes. If your schedule is too busy, quit some things. Don't don't watch dramatic TV or sur, uh, uh, surf social media, uh, drama-whoring social media for 20 minutes and meditate instead. I assure you it will be a million times better that way. And find your center when you're meditating. Find your center. Seek inside until you feel the center of your core being. And it's, it's a physical, four-dimensional feeling I'm talking about here. I can feel it even now as I'm talking about it. Can I meditate in a chair or lying down instead of cross-legged on the floor? As I said, yeah, you can be in any position when you want to meditate. It doesn't matter. It's a little bit easier to relax when your back is straight so you can draw more oxygen over the lungs. That's all. But whatever way you're comfortable, if you're uncomfortable sitting cross-legged on the floor, then that's going to get in the way. Mm. That's going to be bothering you, so don't do that. I like those zero gravity chairs. They're they're pretty expensive, but if you can afford one, I've had mine for like ten years, and it's pretty rock solid. Uh, and I watched, it's in front of the TV, but I can also meditate in it. You know, if I my back hurts, I can sit in it. It's great. So one of those zero gravity chairs, if you can afford it, is is uh, great. But otherwise, you know, a hammock, anything. Um, the the only thing uh, that I'll say and then there's gonna be a question later on is like, what well, what if I'm lying down on my bed? And I fall asleep. Well, you normally don't want to meditate where you sleep, because again, you are Pavlovian conditioned to sleep. You're Pavlovian conditioned to relax, go down to alpha, go into theta, and then because you're not focusing on something, you're unfocused. Your uh, your visual cortex and other parts of the brain start to hallucinate. You start to dream, that is to say, and you go into you go to sleep. You go into delta and you lose consciousness. I'm doing me wrong. Sleeping is an integral important and useful uh, mode for the human brain to go in that you have to go in every 24 hours or you have physical health problems. So if you just keep falling asleep instead of meditating, well, you need more sleep then. There's something wrong with your sleep. The human species shouldn't be sleeping more than around eight hours a day. If you're, if you are, you're working too hard or you're sleeping, you're not sleeping good enough. You might have sleep apnea. You might be snoring. Something like that might be going on, so you you got that that is definitely something you need to to remedy, right? Sleep apnea is a serious disease. Uh, you need to remedy that. I'm, I'm afraid you have to bite the bullet and and uh, get some kind of device to help you with your your snoring or sleep apnea. And let me tell you, most of those mouthpieces you can buy online, most of those don't work. I mean, you could try it. You know, whatever it's forty bucks, give it a shot. But you I you know you have to get a CPAP machine or if you can afford it or if you have insurance for it, and if your significant other doesn't mind you wearing this device when you're sleeping, uh, trust me, getting the oxygen is better. Uh, Israeli scientists have just proven that oxygen is the key to long life. You can actually increase the length of your telomeres by uh, certain oxygen regimens. You can literally get younger by improving your oxygen intake. So trust me, oxygen is life. You want to breathe as deeply as possible. You want to oxygenate your blood as much as as healthy as possible. It should be around 98, 99%. And uh, if you're losing oxygen in your sleep, that's not a good thing. You want to remedy that problem as soon as possible, if you want to maximize and optimize your life for as long as possible. So if you're falling asleep, one, that's a good thing. Your, Your body needs to sleep. Your body will only sleep when it needs to sleep. So if you're falling asleep, great. But the only problem there, and it's not really a problem, there are no such things as problems, actually. I should I should excise that word from my vocabulary. The only challenge there, the only wrinkle there, is that, well, you're not meditating. You're not finding your, your, your center. You're not learning how to go into a hypnotic uh, configuration mode. You're not learning how to go into configuration mode. And so you can't do any configuring. If you can't learn how to find your center and get into configuration mode, you can't do any soul, brain, mind configuring, emotional configuring. So it just takes practice to do that. And so... Once you've slept, then go back to trying to meditate. It says, what should I do about restlessness or discomfort experience while meditating? Well, I, I'm wondering what, you know, I, I just found this question on a website. I'm wondering, what is the, I'm wondering what is the cause of that question? Um, you shouldn't be suffering any discomfort. Find a place where you're physically comfortable so you can meditate. Uh, if the discomfort is emotional, well, then that's the purpose of your meditation, is to try to simmer that down. Try spin the clouds and shred the clouds. If you're feeling uh, uncomfortable emotions while trying to meditate, no problem. When you're trying to find your center and go into configuration mode, before you find your center and go in configuration mode, you need to do the Buddhist techniques of spin or shred the clouds. That means you feel the emotion, and you feel it as a cloud. You feel it as a, as a, a four-dimensional entity. And I want you to imagine what direction it's spinning in. And if it's not spinning in a direction, I want you to give it a direction, like it's hovering in in zero G and it's spinning in some direction, like a hurricane spins, you know, top down, you look at it, it's like spinning, you know, clockwise or whatever. And then once you get in a motion and you can feel it turning, this is called spin the clouds. It's a Buddhist technique, 5,000 years old. Brilliant. Some Buddhist monk came up with it in some cave somewhere 5,000 years ago. Once you feel those emotions moving in some direction that are bad, you don't like, I want you to shred them. I want you to spin it in another direction and spin it in the opposite direction and spin it in the counter direction and spin it again in the counter direction. And then like it's dough, I want you to rip it apart and tear it and move it, tear it against itself every single time. Every way that emotion, that bad emotion is trying to spin or turn or move. You are countering it at every moment with your mental imaginary hands, your imaginary whatever. Sometimes I imagine knives. Sometimes I imagine I feel like I can cut it. I can shred it. I can just move it to pieces. I can, I can just completely just let it disintegrate into nothingness. If you yawn, that's a good sign that your limbic system has gone down one notch, and that's what you wanted it to do. If your eyes start to water, that's another good sign that you entered into uh, uh, alpha state, maybe even the top theta state, that you're you're getting into configuration mode. And as you practice uh, spin and tear the clouds, you will get deeper into your configuration mode. And then once you're in configuration mode, you'll know it because it's like being half asleep. And you can try to open your eyes and you really can't or you really don't want to. That's the test for knowing you're in configuration mode, that you've hit a deep level of trance state. Deep enough that you can still think. You're still conscious. You can still think in your mind. Some, uh, some visualizations, some hallucinations might start to play like a dream. Uh, there's, there's two different kinds of uh, visual hallucinations you're going to see. You're going to see two-tone uh, vi- uh, hallucinations that are like looking at the sun too long. You close your eyes. You see that stuff when you close your eyes. If you look at the computer screen too long, you close your eyes. You see the different uh, two-tone kind of, uh, uh, of uh, visual uh, hallucinations or images left kind of on your, in your cortex, in your visual cortex. You're going to see different kinds of shapes uh, and colors, really, in these kind of two-tone visualizations, or at least I do. The next thing is going to happen is you're going to literally start dreaming, but you're going to be lucid dreaming. You're going to be awake. You're going to be commenting on it. You're gonna be like, oh, suddenly an emotion kicks up. It generates an imaginary four-dimensional problem that you need to then deal with. And this is your your brain trying to 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 hack your brain by itself, right? That's what dreaming is. The subconscious is. You're trying to process these things that are bothering you. Uh, and uh, and you know. And it's very, it's very simple. The subconscious has a logic all to its own. And it doesn't really know time very well. It doesn't uh, at, at all. It doesn't understand um, scientific logic. It doesn't have memory. It is, it is like a psychosis almost. Well, that's how a psychosis develops: is when this goes awry and starts really, really overdeveloping. So, but if that's happened to you, don't worry about it. It can be fixed. Everything can be fixed. Everything can be fixed. If you have a serious brain uh, malady that you need medication, like you're bipolar or something, well then all this I'm talking about can help, but you still need to go see a medical doctor to get medication. I'm not saying I can I can replace medication. I'm not taking the responsibility of saying I can replace medication for anybody else. I did for myself, but I work a lot on myself, okay? So I'm not taking responsibility for that. I'm not saying that this could work. Uh, you can don't ditch your medication talk to your doctor, keep on your, medica- keep on your medication, but then also keep trying this because this will help you to some degree, right? You know, every little bit that helps is good. So the subconscious, you know, that's how it works on problems and that's what your dreams are, right? And, and you can sometimes realize what they're related to if you think about it. Like, for example, my wife had the dream that there was an, a, a, a monster coming into the bedroom last night and that's because I told her, I said, oh, I had to get up last night and get a pill. I forgot and I came back in and I startled her awake. So I don't know what it means in her subconscious that she thought I was a monster. <laughs> that's not necessarily a good thing, but that's obviously where that, that subconscious processing came from. It gave her a fright, her lower limbic system appraised danger, and then she didn't, uh, deal with it enough with her, with her, the rest of the conscious parts of the brain. And so it stuck there. That's, that's how the subconscious works. It's very simple. Uh, you know. Up until, you know, it depends on the person. I was having conscious logical thoughts at age two. But most people don't have conscious logical thoughts until they can speak language or can understand language. Three or four, two or three or four. And uh, that's all the subconscious is. It's the bottom layer of just processing information. Here's some, here's some information with emotion attached to it. I use information in the, in the loosest sense. Something happened and the subconscious makes some, some tentative relations. You know, uh, danger door bad got to deal with it. You know that 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 kind of internal logic. So there is a logic there. People who say that the subconscious doesn't have logic don't understand logic. They're thinking like predicate logic you write on the on the board. It's like no, it's not. No, it's not that. And yeah, it doesn't understand the full concept of time where your logical brain can go wait a minute, because the wait a minute quote unquote process of your brain it's another part of the neocortex another part of the top top part of your mind that that program is not running when you get into into trance state that program's not running anymore you've you've turned off a whole bunch of programs just so you can get right at the configuration mode in the subconscious of all these little 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 ad hoc programs the subconscious makes up like a door danger bad And then she adds more things into it. When that connects and it seems like other stuff, it makes a big. That's like an atom, like a small molecule. And then it combines with a bunch of other molecules that are related to it. Uh, Semantic, semantically, what it means to her, literally what it means to her, semantically. So A, that's fascinating. B, wow, the brain. C, that's how it works for you. D, you can affect that. You can get into configuration mode and affect that. Isn't that cool? Isn't that neat? that's how it works and that's what you're doing. And, and yeah, the psychologists are right. Freud was had, Freud on to something. Jung was on to something. I don't agree with a lot of their other bullcrap, but it's all that kind of psychological mumbo jumbo where you have a subconscious and it has these programs and you need to deal with your issues. Yes, that's true. I mean, you don't need to deal with your issues. Need is a strong word, uh, but you probably want to because your life will be better. Uh, and some you're going to need to deal with if you want to be enlightened and you want to hack your brain. And that's what we're doing here. So, wow, that's in there. And even wower, (laughs) if I use that as a word, we can get access to it. It amazes me that you can just calm your brain down and you can learn to use it like a computer. And you can go right into the task manager. You can go right into configuration mode and start deleting programs. I don't need this. Click, 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 turn off, 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 get rid of you. Bye. See you later. And quite often it's by uh, fixing this puzzle. The brain has a puzzle. It's like, oh, oh danger, door, monster, bad, f- must deal with. Danger, door, monster, bad, must deal with. She'll, she'll have that the rest of her life. If she doesn't go in there, either the conscious mind, some part of the conscious mind, someone's conscious mind, the, hypno- the hypnotherapist, or your own, if you're listening to your own script or recording, or your own conscious mind has to has to just dis- uh, disabuse her of that negative relation now. And go, no, 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 it's not dangerous just your husband. It's just, it's just Josh. It's fine. Or no, 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 it's not danger. You don't have to deal with that. There is no door or, you know, whatever the best way of unraveling that little puzzle is and using uh, meditative argument uh, uh, or with, with, uh, what they call hypnotic argument or using visualization. Okay. Visualize yourself, uh, closing that door and locking it and it's a big metal steel door and it can never be opened. you know, or whatever will deal with this kind of situation. Or you realize you open it and it's the person that's not that dangerous. You think that on the danger dial from one to ten they're a ten, but you dial it down and they're actually just a one. It's not a big deal. It's not anything to be worried about. You know, you can use uh, visualization works very well in the subconscious. Uh, a hypnotic argument can work very well in the subconscious if you have them in configuration mode. If you have them in a hypnotic state or a trance state, which is a meditative state, it's the same thing. Meditation where you just sit there going, um, forever, is just the induction part (laughs) of hypnosis. It's just the beginning part. Then you need someone to pray or tell you or a sermon or lecture, and that's what was the hypnotic part of those things. That's why uh, the human species has been praying with a lecture, like a sermon, for so long. They get into a trance state, and then the priest tells you good, holy, wholesome good righteous justifying things and cleanses your soul and then organizes you to what to what the good is is or at least what it's supposed to be depending on how uh how debased that particular religion has become how many steps removed the priest is from being truly fully enlightened right Plato talks about this the human species has known this every culture has known this in since 5000 years ago right Plato talks about the aristocracy or the gold class, the lovers of excellence. Don't think aristocracy like rich. He means uh, the Greek word of uh, the lovers of aristos, of excellence. They are enlightened. The enlightened know what enlightenment is and they can make other people enlightened. Then the next generation is just not quite as skilled as they are. And they don't understand the why or the how exactly. They just follow the rules. They just follow the rules that have been given to them. And hope that it'll work, and it does work kind of some of the times, but then the next generation down from that, which is even worse. And when I say generation, it's not not necessarily literally in time; it's it's in terms of like uh, upbringing. And then because they the the Democrats weren't perfect though, they didn't understand everything about it, they did the rules. Then you get the next level. Uh, Plato says is those who just think what's the purpose of the value of this? It's all fake. It's snake oil. Well, I'll sell it to make money. Then you get the oligarchs. And the oligarchs use this to make money. They they, they they shill it out for money, right? The same thing happens in martial arts. Bruce Lee is a true master. He's a martial artist, just like Jimi Hendrix was an artist. They don't need to play the scale. They don't need to do the, 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 the one, two, three punch pattern they were taught. They can improvise. They're masters. They can improvise. But their students need to do the combinations they were taught because they're not as good. And then the, their, their students are nowhere near as good, and they just want to sell it. They have dojos. They open up a bunch of dojos across the country and just start passing out black belts to, to white people. And they have no idea about the, the, the true art of the master, the secrets that have been lost over the, over the years, the generations, right? Same kind of deal. Okay, so I've been pontificating too much. I should. Continue on with my questions here. What should I do if I keep falling asleep while I meditate? Well, again, if you keep falling asleep while you meditate, well, then you need to look into why you're so tired and get the sleep out of the way so that you can do the work of finding your center. Uh, If you can find your center, then you can get into configuration mode. If you can get into configuration mode, then and only then can you hack your brain really, really proficiently. How do I know if I'm meditating the right way? When you're meditating the right way, as I just said, uh, you get into configuration mode. Uh, It's a very palpable experience. It's a very, it's a very, it's a deep change between beta uh, and being awake and noticing things and hearing things and processing information. Uh, It's you close your eyes, preferably because it's easier to get an alpha that way. And you're getting the top of theta. Everything tones down. A lot of those upper programs are down. You might be able to talk to yourself in your head. uh, For those of you who can, not everyone can, uh, but you might be able to think of concepts uh, consciously directed on uh, the way you would normally do when you're uh, awake and conscious uh, but uh, you can't open your eyes or you don't really want to open your eyes you could force your eyes open if you need to but you if you absolutely tried the hardest but you it really is hard to open your eyes you really are are are, are in a configuration mode you're really in a trance uh, and um, you know if someone touches you you'll you'll wake up the, the natural human uh you won't be that deep. I presume you can get that deep. Uh, People have used meditation to get that deep before. But just practicing on your own, I'd be very surprised if you can get down to that level of hypnosis where you're completely uh, subconscious. You're completely uh, uh, unaware. Uh, So, uh, then, don't worry. If that happens, you will just fall asleep or you will just wake up at some point. The the human mind wakes back up. The brain goes, I want food. It, It all Every stack of, of computer programming in your brain from limbic, you know, the lower, the reptilian goes, brr, it boots up. Then the reptilian never stops. Then the mammalian, brr, it boots up. And then neocortex, higher human, homo, homo sapien brain, brr, homo sapien, sapien, it boots up, brr, it starts processing stuff and you start looking around and it's like that. It's the best computer in the universe. Um, so don't worry. No, that's going to happen. And so that's how you know you're meditating the right way. You can't really open your eyes. You don't really want to. And you uh, found your center. You have a very perceived, different kind of weird experience where you're seeing these kind of visual hallucina- hallucinations. It's slower to think. It's it's harder to think. Um, uh, but whatever you're telling yourself in that state uh, will stick in the subconscious. So tell yourself good stuff. Uh, just tell yourself you're safe or that you love yourself or that everything's good. All good, always. You know, some kind of mantra like that if you manage to get down there. If you manage to get down there, you need to go back and listen to my meditation lessons about the good. That's the kind of stuff you're telling yourself. If you don't know what you should be telling yourself, uh, email me at joshbashinsky at gmail.com, J-O-S-H-B-A-C-H-Y-N-S-K-I at gmail.com, and I can start showing you some of my scripts that you can uh, listen to uh, during those kinds of states. Or you can just uh, remind yourself that you're okay, you know, there's no anxiety, blah, 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 blah. You know, whatever you think you feel you need to tell yourself wouldn't be that bad of a thing. You can self-diagnose, and you can self uh, you can self-understand. It's better to self-diagnose your own mind than self-diagnose your own uh, body because you're farther removed from your body than you are your own mind. You are. Your mind is your mind. Everyone has some kind of subconscious understanding of what's bothering them or what's going on. People can figure it out, right? They figure out what the meaning of the dream was. They figure out why what's bothering them so much. It's usually not very complicated. Why are you so upset today? You know, I don't know. This person doesn't want to deal with it. I'll tell you why, because that person cut you off and it pissed you off. And you got upset, and you are gonna be late, and you got you got anxious about it, and that's that's thrown off your whole day, right? If you're being honest with yourself, and you thought about it, you'd be like, Yeah, yeah, that guy cut me off, and yes, I am that weak, and it did piss me off. It's a bit embarrassing to admit, you know, admit it and move on, right? Something like that, or something far deeper, like this happened to me when I was a child, or blah 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 blah, that kind of a thing. Um Can I meditate while I'm driving my car or sitting at my computer? Uh, I got a newsflash for you. You do. You meditate. You you fall into a trance state, a hypnotic state, maybe 10 times a day. Whenever you zone out, you were in a hypnotic state. Whenever you zone out, you were in a hypnotic state. The brain, the conscious part of the brain got bored. What it was processing and you just just turned off or got stopped or paused or crashed uh, like a computer program on what you were doing. And suddenly you're singing a song in your head and then you're imagining this and then that. that was a trance state, right? That's what it is. Uh, it happens when you're driving all the time. Have you ever noticed you're driving uh, the same route home every night and you stopped at street one and then suddenly you're at street five. You're like, whoa! How did I get here? I don't even remember passing, you know, Starbucks. I don't even remember passing, the, the Wendy's. That's weird. You know, that happens all the time. You went into a trance state. You went into a zone state. That's how the athletes do it. They focus and meditate and visualize how they're going to catch that football and run and dodge all the dudes and spin around and spin around again and run, 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 run. Then they're going to push at that point and boom, they're going to get the touchdown, right? That's how they they use. Every neuron to, f- to focus and fire every fiber of their muscles and, and neural activity to do heightened levels of stuff that appear almost superhuman. The, uh, the Wushu, the Shaolin monks who do that pr- performance do it all the time. And so do top-level athletes do it all the time, who meditate, the ones who meditate, especially the golfers, because golf is such a, uh, such a mental game. Consistency in that swing, Right? It's not about swinging hard or powerful. It's about the consistency of the swing, really. It's got to be the same every time. And to do that, you have to have deep meditative zone-out trance power. That's why Tiger Woods uh, never got to be great again. He was great. He was in the zone. And then all this emotional stuff came up for him. And it just, uh, he was not able to get his trance state back the way it was. Let me put it that way. At least not yet. The the fellow's not dead yet. I don't, know, I, haven't, I don't count them out yet. So um, so you do all the time, so don't worry about it. Now, should you try to meditate while driving a car or operating a motor vehicle? No. <laughs> no. Do not try, close your eyes, and go to a trance state when you're flying a plane or a helicopter or you're driving a car. Obviously, you need to focus on what you're doing. So no, don't do that. Do I have to give up my religious beliefs to meditate? No, not at all. Um, Not even in the level of meditation I'm talking about where I worship the good. If your religion is any good, then worshiping the good and your your divinity uh, uh, should not have any conflicts whatsoever. All I want are good things, period. And and by the way, newsflash, that comes from Plato. And all of monotheism either comes from Plato or is seriously uh, Plato-infused. Judaism, Islam, Christianity, all of them are heavily influenced by Platonism. So much so that philosophers have said that monotheism is nothing but Platonism for the masses. And Plato's chief concept was the concept of the good. It's one that he developed a little bit, and sadly he got distracted by other concepts in his computer-like brain and never got to uh, come back and meditate upon the good and to reach full enlightenment. And, of course, the Buddhists never fully recorded this down. Lassu never fully recorded this down properly. They did it in a poetic sense. So um, you really have to do a lot of work and do a lot of understanding there to understand enlightenment and the good uh, at that point. So, no, you don't have to change your religion at all. If you do, if you have to give up your religion because it's incompatible with the good, then think about that. Think about what that means. That probably means your religion is not good, right? That probably means there's a problem. The good is seeking the good for everyone. Everyone at all times. Goodness in every sense of the word, every way that means. No badness for anybody, no hurt or suffering for anyone ever. That is the gold standard of ethics. That is the gold standard of morality. That is what it is. It's solved. I've solved it. And uh, the enlightened know this. Anyone who's enlightened will agree with me. And if there's no one else in on the planet enlightened right now, then so be it. But that's what it is. And if your religion really has a problem with that, well, then how good could it be? It wants Because that means that your religion would want to hurt some people. So what is the value of that religion? What is the moral value of that religion? What is the moral status of that religion, generally speaking, if it wants to hurt people, if it wants to deny them their good life that's not otherwise benign and not hurting anybody else? I'll leave you with that brain optimization there. Uh, but and, and even then, even if you don't want to be enlightened, you just want to practice meditation to get into the configuration mode. Well, that has nothing to do with anything. You can get into configuration mode. That's a mechanical function of your brain. It doesn't has no semantic belief required to it. Other than you have to semantically believe that I'm telling you, you can do it, and you can. You've seen stage. You've seen stage hypnosis. It's real. I couldn't believe it either. I couldn't believe this crazy crap that the stage hypnotist is getting people to do is real. It is. It is uh, amazing try and get into the configuration mode and see if you can open your eyes very easily. Uh, Most people, uh, unless you get startled, they can't. And I mean really deep into configuration mode. Now, you might be like, well, Josh, come on. So that means if I close my eyes and I get into this quote-unquote configuration mode, and if I can open my eyes, you're just going to say, well, you weren't deep enough. And my answer would be, no, you can open your eyes in configuration mode if you really try. You just have to uh, practice going to a hypnotist and uh, ask them, you know, to cure you of smoking or ask them to cure like a habit or something that they often do. And you'll see how well it works for a lot of people and it can work for you. I guess that's because they're putting you in configuration mode and then they're giving you new programming instructions. You will not smoke. You're not a smoker, blah, 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 blah. Or if they're a really good hypnotherapist, they're going to find the reason why you're smoking because there could be an underlying subconscious reason why you're smoking. Uh, like you feel guilty and you want to kill yourself or, or because you want, to be, you want to be cool and you want to fit in. That's why you started smoking. Or because you're, you're, you're lonely and you want friends. You know, there's all kinds of different subconscious reasons w- that are helping you smoke other than the, the addictive quality of, of the smoking, the Pavlovian quality of the smoking and the addictive quality of, of the components. There could be a triple whammy as to why you're smoking or, or doing some habit, right? And they can actually uh, 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 fix that for you. And once that happens, come back and listen because now you know you can reach enlightenment. Now you know what I'm talking about. Getting in this configuration mode actually works. It actually works. And it boggles my mind that it does, but it actually does. Uh, What should I do if my loved ones don't support my meditation practice? Find new loved ones. Uh, meditation, uh, 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 (laughs) Meditation is... A path to uh, health, a path to wellness. If these people are against your health and wellness, uh, find new people. If you can't find new people, tell them you stopped and just do it. You know when they don't know, because you can't tell. It just looks like someone's sleeping. Just say, "Oh, I was napping." But, you know, again, <laughs> you know, if you don't have to, what, if, what if I don't have time in my day to meditate? Meditate longer. You know that the Dalai Lama is correct there. Uh, that's there's there only one way of of getting into configuration mode and reconfiguring, getting into configuration configuration mode and reconfiguring. I don't deal with any drugs really. Uh, I would prefer just to meditate and uh, uh, my brain is my own drug. I can make myself. I can dial into any emotion I want. I can dial into joy. I just did. I can dial into it and just feel it. It's a muted, you know, uh, a muted, muted, washed out joy but it's joy for sure. And it it lasts as long as I want. Um, Some of the last drugs I did, you know, I've done a lot of drugs over my life. Uh, 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 You know, shrooms, hash oil, pot, of course, different variations, uh, acid. The last time I dropped acid, I was high for 12 hours. And that's just too long to be high for me. (laughs) It's it's just too long. I can't drop at 2 p.m. in the afternoon and still be tripping balls by 2 a.m., that's just too much of a commitment, right? I much prefer meditation where I can make myself feel good or feel whatever I want for, you know, an hour, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour, and then then go and play video games. Like, go do something else, right? Uh, I don't know. Maybe I have too low an, att- an attention span. But Okay, and the last question, can meditation really improve my health? The answer is yes. Yes, it can. Not only can it improve your mental health and mental well-being, it can in- increase and improve your physical health. I have used hypnosis. I measured this scientifically. I have, with one of those uh, uh, watch devices that is like a you know, health device, uh, the Garmin one, the, the expensive Garmin one. Uh, I've m- measured this on my device for my sleep apnea and for my sleep uh, that my body, I improved my blood oxygen level by 2%. It was 94% on average. And then I, I improved it to, to 96 which is a really good thing because having a blood oxygen of 94 is not great. Now, I doubt that reading's accurate because, and they said in the in the packaging for that Garmin device that it's not the one that goes on your finger, so it's not super accurate. It goes through like the wrist bone and it's going through like the hair on the back of my wrist and whatnot, and so it's not. It's going to be diminished a little bit. It's probably two or two or three degrees, two or three percent under, which is great because that means it, I was at 97 percent and I boosted it to 99 percent, which is what you want. You want to maximize. The healthy level of oxygen in your blood. Now, do not go, um, I don't know how you would do this, but do not just go sucking oxygen too much because if you, your blood gas levels are important. You can't, you can only do this for a certain time uh, a day for a certain number of days. Otherwise, you will hurt yourself. So I just want to say that. Don't go breaking into, if you work in a vet clinic, don't go thinking you're going to improve your life by sucking in oxygen for 10 hours a day in the back room. You might hurt yourself. So please don't do that. But then again, if you're a vet tech, you probably understand blood gases and you would know what levels are harmful to a mammal such as yourself of your weight. Uh, but it is, you do want to breathe deeply and make sure your, your body's working properly and processing the, the, both the CO2 and the O2 levels you're supposed to have uh, to be perfectly healthy. So not only can meditation improve your, your uh, hack your brain, hack your mind, hack your soul, hack your emotions for what's better, just doing that alone is going to help your physicality as well in, in direct and indirect ways. Directly, uh, you know, less cortisol in the body means you're going to be more healthy. Uh, anxiety is a terrible affliction. A depression is a terrible affliction that has terrible physical repercussions as well if you let it go on too long. Uh, but then in, indirectly, it's going to help you because you're going to be have more energy, you're going to be more healthy, more happy. You're going to go and exercise. You might even eat better. You might even go talk with other friends, go do other activities. So meditation can be the key to really helping your, your physicality and your mind. And so I hope that this has been interesting. This uh, what now I realize has been a lecture of 51 minutes. I apologize, but it, it I haven't had a meta a meta episode in a while. And so this is the meta information that you need. So uh, if you have any questions at all, please email me at joshbashinsky at gmail.com, J-O-S-H B is in bob, a-c-h y-n-s-k-i at gmail.com. And uh, if you're interested about any other stuff I do, uh, let me know, uh, or this, and we can talk about it. And uh, good, be, good luck meditating. Try to meditate. Try to find that configuration mode. Try to fall back into your center. Find your center. And uh, you, you'll you know when you find it. It's a different kind of mode. And you'll be like, is this it? I think this is it. And it, uh, it feels a bit like a headache. <laughs> and there's, there's a rushing in your ears, at least for me. And you start having kind of these weird visual hallucinations, but you're not asleep. If, if that's what's happening to you, you know you found it. And, uh, then you need to know what to tell yourself, uh, find a cognitive behavioral therapist and then tell yourself the right things, tell yourself soothing things, tell yourself the things you think you need to hear, uh, in that mode, you're talking directly to the subconscious and you wouldn't believe, it's like talking to your inner child, tell your inner child how things are better, tell your inner child what your inner child needs to hear, heal the hurts that are in there, uh, you'll be, uh, you'll be one hell of a way in in configuration uh, configuring and hacking your brain. Or start telling yourself, you know, when I golf tomorrow, I'm going to be focused, I'm going to be calm, I'm not going to care at all about the crowds, everything's going to be fine. You know, like whatever, it would be for sports, it could be a number of different things that you're going to be doing, right? Uh, Or, you know, when I'm making love tomorrow, you know, I'm going to be fully interested, I'm so turned on by this person, you know, if you want to help in that department, you can do that too. It is amazing what you can do with this. The power of this meditation is amazing what you can do. You know, I'm doing public speaking tomorrow. I'm not going to be nervous. I'm not going to be scared. The consequences don't matter. I'm going to deliver my speech perfectly. I'm not going to trip over my words. I'm going to have so much fun doing it. It's going to be great. I'm going to be calm. I'm going to be charming. I'm going to, you know, be magnanimous. You know, you can tell yourself these things. Right. And it it can help. It will help. So, um, you know, and you and that's what we all do anyway. Be honest with yourself. That's what we do in a conscious state. We tell ourselves these things to reassure ourselves in a conscious state. The problem is the subconscious is barely listening. We're in beta. We have all these programs running. You're 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 talking, it's like it's like Word is talking to, to Chrome. That that PowerPoint is gonna be fine tomorrow. That's not what you need to do. You need, to, you need to get deeper into the configuration mode and then you're talking directly to PowerPoint. You're saying, tomorrow, PowerPoint, you're going to go off perfectly. You're going to slip through the slides seamlessly. It's going to be no problem. And then PowerPoint goes, okay, yeah, you're right. I am totally going to do it. You're not going to over-worry about it. You're not going to overthink it. You're just going to get up there and you're going to do. It's going to be like magic. And it will do that. It is amazing. It is amazing that these things happen or that it'll be better anyway. So that's the kind of stuff where you can go with this. That's the kind of stuff you can do with this just think of how you could improve your life, right? With, these, uh, with meditation, which also people call self-hypnosis. But there is this stigma around the word hypnosis. So forget I said it. Let's just call it meditation because that's what it is and what the human species has been doing for over 5,000 years. That's all it is, folks. Prayer, sermons, church, meditation, contemplation. It's the same thing it's the same thing there's just a certain way of doing it where you get way better results where you can get into configuration mode you can talk to the to the underlying configuration that's where a lot of the, the 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 work happens is in the underlying configuration right that's where a lot of the problems are happening in the underlying configuration okay so i hope i've charged you up i hope i hope i've explained it i hope that makes sense i hope you're now charged up and fired up to try this stuff out and uh, go back and listen to previous episodes if you need to work on more stuff And okay, what should I tell myself well becoming enlightened is not a bad thing so go back and and become enlightened listen to the good listen to my lectures on the good listen to that in a trance state if at all possible to which uh, you can also use uh, music that puts you in a theta state uh, uh, which I've used or put in there that will help Uh, and uh, yeah good luck and uh, Welcome to the journey and uh, look for future episodes where I will be doing more guided meditation and we're going to try to reach enlightenment. And if there's a specific thing you'd like to work on, if there's a specific script you'd like me to send you or something or talk about, uh, email me, joshbashinsky at gmail.com, J-O-S-H, B as in Bob, A-C-H, Y is in YouTube, N is in Nancy, S-K-I at gmail.com and I'd be happy to address direct stuff if I possibly can. All right. Well, uh, good luck on your journey and your path to enlightenment, and we'll see you next time.